Travelpreneur, this is Nicole Barrett, sales and marketing expert to top hotels, resorts, and travel brands around the world. In my over 15 years in the business, I have seen a real need among travel pros like you to create a unique brand and market themselves and their businesses properly. My goal with this podcast? To help you navigate this world of travel marketing with direct, simple, and effective strategies so you can attract, engage, and convert an audience of your ideal clients and grow that wildly successful travel business that you dream of. So go ahead, get comfy, and stick around for some tips, stories, and maybe even some laughs. Here we go. Hey, Travelpreneurs, how are you? Nicole here. Welcome to part two of this episode of the podcast where I speak with several travel agents about what they're going to be doing differently in their businesses moving forward. Did you listen to part one? I hope you did. And if you have not, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pause me right here. Go ahead, pause me and go and listen to that part one and then come back and listen to part two. I promise you, you won't regret it, all right? All right, with that being said, I'm gonna continue these conversations with a few more agents who have had the absolute pleasure of speaking with. All right, let's get started with part two. Hey, Priscilla, how are you, my darling? Good, how are you? I am so good. Why don't you go ahead and tell people who you are and about your business? Well, my name's Priscilla, and the name of my company is Scylla Travel. And uh, it's an experiential travel company based in the U.S. And I just help people to discover the world through the eyes of culture, heritage, safari, and adventure. I help you live the dream. I love that. What a great intro. So before we get to what your niche specifically is, I had a masterclass a couple of weeks ago, which you were on and we were talking about your messaging and there was a name that came up in that masterclass that was thrown out there that we were like, yes, that resonates with your niche and what you do. What was that term again? I think it was Afroculture, Afrocultural. I was playing with the um, words there. I haven't gotten around to actually getting it to the point where it will roll off of my tongue. So that's why I'm not using it yet. So, But it takes a little while. (laughs) But you know what? It goes to show, right, that there are levels to these things. Like Mm -hmm. we evolve based on our names, our introduction, our elevator speech in talking about our niche and what we do. There are levels to this thing. I just wanted to point that out. So now... People may already have a glimpse into what your niche is, but why don't you tell us what your niche is? Okay, so my niche is um, I'm into experiences, cultural experiences, and I'm focusing on Afro tourism. And that means tracing, exploring, embracing culture of people of African descent, whether that be in Africa, the U.S., um, South America, Canada, Britain, wherever you're. The Caribbean, right? Yes. Oh, yes. The Caribbean, most definitely. Most definitely <laughs> most the Caribbean. Definitely. Love you that. were sure to put that in there. Of the course. Caribbean. But I mean, listen, I have to represent. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I love that. And, you know, in watching you do what you do, I see you talk a lot about genetic tracing, right? Oh, yeah. And talking Mm -hmm. about getting your own DNA test done, um, getting that of your daughter's uh, testing that and talking about, you know, when the test results come in for you and your daughter, like how excited you are and, you know, you going live to talk about that and talking about, you know, Afroculture and it's, it's, it's been an amazing journey. Um, that I've been watching you on these past year or so, which is just wonderful. So congrats on that. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that coming from you. (laughs) Anytime. (laughs) So why don't you tell me this? It's been a heck of a year for a lot of people. Is there anything specifically that you're doing differently moving forward to make a great impact on your business? Yeah, what I started doing, I actually enrolled in a live video course. Right. Because when we started, you know, when everything shut down in March, it's been a year. We were just like, 
what do we do? Yeah. We can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. And it's like, okay, use video. This is the time because people may not be traveling right now, but everybody's online. They have their phones in their hands. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's all we had is our phones, our tablets, right. laptops, everything. Right. Phones all of the time. Yes. So I didn't really know what I was doing at first. I just started talking. I'm in the backyard with the dog, talking about my plants that I grew, you know, things like that, just so I could just start talking. Sure. Yeah. You know, and at that point, we in the travel industry were like afraid to talk about the virus because, right. you know, it's like, don't talk about that. Um, don't talk about anything negative, right. you know, but as it went on, we couldn't ignore it. It was like the big giant. It's <laughs> like the elephant in the room. <laughs> and, and I want to say by that time, you had already developed a lot of confidence to go live because I remember even before that you were practicing going live in my practice Facebook group. So I have a yeah. Facebook group uh, that I created where, you know, if you wanted to go practice going live to a group of people, it's private. You could do that. And I remember the first time you went live in there and I'm looking at her like, okay, what is she doing? What is she doing? <laughs> and then you remember in the middle of you trying to figure out how to go live, I called you. Yeah. I, oh my God. I couldn't even figure it out. I was like, what is yeah. happening? <laughs> I called you on your cell phone and you're, I'm like, okay, Priscilla, here's what you do. I'm watching you right now on Facebook. So here's what you're going to do. Right. I remember that. But yeah. That was so you, funny. That was hilarious. But seeing you from, <laughs> from that day, two years ago or, or however long that was to today, I do have to say that here, there has been vast improvement you're much more comfortable now with everything than when you started. I think you've always been comfortable with the tech because you're a tech person. Yeah. Um, I think it's more of like trying to figure out that thin line, you know, where you have to connect with people that you're not seeing. Correct. Right. Right. Yeah. And how do you do that? And right. at the same time, how do you talk about travel without talking about it right. at that point in time? Right. So that was the mindset. <laughs> What did you do differently to talk about travel without talking about travel? Well, what I did is I just started taking my daughter and we were doing walks. Uh, I live in the South. I live in the Charleston area. So we were just going places. I went and did a, a staycation downtown. Uh, so we went downtown, stayed in one of the resorts, had never even thought of staying there ever before. We actually went on a walking tour. Ooh. It was beautiful. You know, it was nice having that from a tourist point of view. So my daughter and I always loved going downtown, but it was generally for shopping and <laughs> eating lunch. <laughs> but to do it from a tourist point of view, it was different. Yeah. And then I just started to like come up with different ideas. And I'm like, you know what? If I have to pivot, and that was the word pivot. Pivot. Oh, pivot. we're talking about PTSD from that word pivot. Oh, my God. Pivot, pivot, pivot. Okay. You got to pivot your business. So, you know what? I said, you know what? If I have to pivot, hmm, I'm a travel agent, right? Yeah. Right. So I book travel, right? Hmm. Yeah. How about you go to places that you always wanted to go to? Right. <laughs> Especially in your, in your neck of the woods. That gave you at that time, at the beginning of the pandemic, a chance to explore Charleston. Yeah. And talk about what's going on without really talking about international travel. Right. 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 Okay. Because you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't that go anywhere. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you this. And I'm going to ask you about niching down, for example. I know that your one thing is live video. Um, but as far as like having a specific niche, do you have any advice to travel advisors who are looking to bring their niche alive or to show up more on live video? talking about their niche or talking about themselves and what they do. Any tips to your colleagues that you can share? Yeah. So niche, that's another one of those words, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it can be really, really hard to figure out what your niche is. Or, right. And it's scary because that means that you're letting go of the general type run of the mill type travel. It can be scary travel. too sometimes because it's yeah. you're turning away business, right? Yeah, yeah, but then you have to decide, okay, do I really want those people that I seem to be attracting? They're not really my ideal client. Right. So I had to figure out the ideal client. 
And that was so hard for me coming from a technical world. It was just hard. So I think it was in one of your classes and I was like, I'm struggling with this. I think it was the lead magnet uh, kerfuffle. Yes, I remember <laughs> the lead magnet kerfuffle that you went through. I'm looking like, what the heck is going on with Priscilla? We need to have a conversation. <laughs> and I just couldn't get it together because, you know, you, you're watching other people. You, yes. you watch other travel agents and travel advisors. You want to be successful. You want to try to duplicate what they do. But then it's like, man, I just can't because I'm not like her, right. you know, she's great at what she does, but do I really want to do those huge, huge groups? No, right. not, I just really don't, you know? And then you said, hmm, start with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, light bulb moment. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, wow. <laughs> From a few words. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I could do that. So that sort of made it come together for me because I'm like, okay, so I'm looking at people like me, you know, they're like, right. So let's stick a pen and bring that home. Because what you're talking about is where I would say to you guys, okay, if you can't think of a lead magnet that's specific to the niche that you're trying to get into, or maybe you're thinking too wide, why don't you develop or start with someone like you? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? What type of traveler are you? Let's start there because you know your emotions. You know the words and challenges that you have, right? Start there and then build on that. That's what you're talking about, correct? Yep, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So, because generally, you know, my sphere of influence are with people who are like me, you know? So, being in the technical field. Mm -hmm. You know, I know a lot of people like me who are, you know, maybe they're engineers, scientists, some kind of business professional, a lot of them African-American, you know, Mm -hmm. um, middle to upper class have children, maybe not so much younger children, unless they have like a wide range of children, you know, have, (laughs) 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 but, um, you know, have some level of success and comfort in their lives and they can, you know, sock away a little bit of money and say, um, I want to go somewhere that's different Mm -hmm. and not just do the same thing that I do all the time. And then once you've done that and you said, okay, I'm starting with myself. I I know what I would have needed to hear when I was, when I first started to travel more or Mm -hmm. right before I went to this country, right before I went to Kenya, right before I went to Botswana or Jamaica, I knew what I know what I needed to know, right? I now know. And so you're able to now put that down on words and to be able to go live to talk about it or to create a lead magnet or to create an email or social media post. And you have evolved and come a long way and congratulations on that. And I know you have some amazing ways to go. (laughs) Thank you so much. It was hard. You were like, what's wrong? What is let's get over this. I could not do it. I was just I like, know. I'm like, okay, frozen. we gotta get to the bottom of this, but I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did. But it goes to show that we're all running our own races. Mm-hmm. And for some agents coming up with a lead magnet or coming up with a live video topic or even going live, some agents can do it like that, right? At the drop of a hat, right? Or a pin, whatever they call it. And some people it takes time, but that's okay because you're on a, you're running your own race. Just just know that you're not going to do it like everyone else. But at the end of the day, you're going to do it like yourself, and that's all that matters. Right. Perfect. So that's the only thing that you could do, you know. So um, I started that journey. I said, you know what? Since I'm going to go live, let me start talking about Africa and Africa travel yeah. because that's something that myself and people like me are interested in, you know, like, oh, well, you always wanted to go to Africa, but where, well, where, where do you start, yes. <laughs> you know? And then not only are you telling people to say, Hey, if you really want to connect with Africa a little bit more or the parts of Africa that you're going to a little bit more, it helps to take a DNA test, but not only are you telling them that, but you're also doing it yourselves. Oh, and, yeah. and you're also taking them on a journey with you. Um, which I feel uh, creates an opportunity for a deeper connection. Yeah, it actually does. So and I think it was it was just so cool. Yeah. So I did a few tests and I just went through the testing process and my results and the regions and explaining them, you know, because it can be sort of like a taboo topic, you know, yeah. growing up here in the United States, being African-American, it could be a taboo topic because 
the only thing we think about is slavery. When we right. think, what are, who are our ancestors? Well, oh, they were right. slaves. And, you know, you don't know anything else about and it. It's so it's hard to tie that into travel, but you do it beautifully, my friend. And congratulations yeah. on that. Because it's time to go. Time it's time to, to travel. Time, time. You hear that, folks? It's time to go. It's time to travel. And you got this. On that note, Priscilla, thank you so much. You've been wonderful. Thank it's you. It's been great having you here. And I hope to see you around a little bit more often. <laughs> <laughs> you will be as soon as I'm done with my video training okay. class. So awesome. I'm trying to work on those skill sets. That's okay. Keep on going, my friend. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Talk soon, okay? All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Hey, Vicky, my friend. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. Always good to see you. Always good to see you, too. So uh, listeners should know, if they don't already know, that this is your second time being on the podcast. Yes. 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 I'm more comfortable this time. <laughs> I will say that the first time though is we actually took a Facebook live, which I believe was your very first live. It was. Yeah. So you and I did a Facebook live together and then I turned that episode, that Facebook live into a podcast episode. So listen, it's a great way to repurpose the content. But anyway, Vicky, listen, welcome back. All right. So why don't you tell listeners or remind them uh, who you are and tell us a little bit about your business. Sure. Well, my name is Vicki Sneed, and I, I own a home-based travel agency in South Jersey. Uh, my, my niche is romance travel, though I just read an article that there really is no such thing as romance travel, but I don't believe that's true. Oh, we're not going to believe that. No. Um, and I really have focused more on that. I, I love working with honeymooners, but I love working with all couples to create those shared memories. Love that. Love that. And have your niche evolved or changed over the past several years? Because I know that when I first met you several years ago, you were a little bit more general in your niche, even though you did do quite a, quite a bit of honeymoon. How has that changed for you over the past uh, several years? Enormously. I really have focused more on honeymoons, especially in this last year during the pandemic. I rebranded my more than rebranded. I created a whole new web page so that now when prospective clients they see my web page, it's all about honeymoons. It's mm -hmm. all about romance. Um, I'm still, I like to say, selling the world. Um, I have great contacts all in Europe and Asia, the Maldives, anywhere that a honeymoon couple would find an, an adventure. Right. And it has really driven my business. My bride business has increased tenfold. I would say nine out of 10 new clients are brides. And that's my passion. And I think it, it bleeds through. Right. And of course, it's word of mouth. I think brides want you to be focusing on them. Right. Um, they want to know that someone who's planning a trip for them is it maybe um, focusing all their time on Disney which one of my ICs does. I think it's a, a you know, it's, it's a great business for someone. But I think for someone who's looking for a honeymoon, they want to know that you know those romantic resorts, that you, you know those exotic destinations. And you've planned them and you've solved problems there. And it helps that you've changed or diverted your messaging on your website, on your social media, across the board to uh, talk about the challenges that brides and honeymooners face, right? And to provide solutions and to show that you are speaking their love language, right? You're speaking exactly. their language. So messaging is really important. So I want to talk to you a little bit about one thing that you're changing moving forward in your business. But before I do that, I want to take a step back for a little bit because it's been a tough year, right? For a lot of people, including... Um, and more so than most, the people in the travel industry. But I will say, Vicky, because you and I, we touch base regularly, right? Maybe on average once a week or once every two weeks or so. And I've been seeing, even through a pandemic, your business, it's not been that bad, right? And over the past several months, you've had quite a bit of business. So for people who are like, what, really? Talk a little bit about that. And why do you think that is? I, I think it's because I work primarily with honeymooners. They have been trying to get on a honeymoon, some of them since 2020, two years now, or you know, over a year. 
And um, I really think that is the reason. Plus, I think it's because I've stayed active on social media. Mm-hmm. And even things like rebranding the web page and putting that out. I've stayed in contact with other people in the wedding industry to um, touch base, high-end salons, just keeping my face forward, even if it's just a phone call, if people aren't comfortable getting out. I really do think it's primarily that honeymooners are, they're ready to travel. Mm-hmm. I just had a conversation with one of my ICs and she said, I, you know, I, I, I want my business to come back too. But she does more family travel, and I think that might be just a little delayed. I think it's coming, but just not quite ready yet, maybe. Yeah, I agree. Because, you know, uh, weddings, honeymoons, right? Not that they're recession-proof, but no matter what's happening in the world, right, people are still getting married, and they still want to go on a honeymoon. They may not go for seven nights. Maybe they go for five nights. They may not choose the highest room category. Maybe they choose the second or third room category, but they're still going, So they may be spending a little less money or they may be spending less nights, but they're still going for certain. So I guess you can call it recession proof or. It's really true. I'm doing a lot of mini moons and at the same time planning their exotic honeymoon. Mm -hmm. But I'm happy to do their mini moon because I'm talking with them and now we're planning their African safari or their Thailand honeymoon. You know, they're not ready to do that yet, but they still want to do that mini moon to St. Lucia or Antigua for four nights. Right. So that is true. I want to go to Antigua for four nights right now. But anyway, that's besides the point. So, all right. So moving forward, Vicki, tell me what is one thing that you have already changed or implemented in your business or that you're planning on changing to make sure that this new in this new travel era, like you're showing up for the people who need you the most or you're showing up to make your business much better. What is that one thing? Automation, automation. I I know the rush is coming. It's already here. And to be able to keep up with that rush of business, we we all know is coming. I've done automated emails so that they're focused for each destination. I have them for Jamaica and Europe, even just things like lead follow-ups and working with Travify, um, doing all my library events so that I can just pull them into an itinerary like Maui restaurant recommendations or favorite excursions. So I'm just ready to go and that the business is running itself a bit as much as possible. Once I got the rebranding done, I really focused on automation. Love that. So what are the, because I know you have a lead magnet now, or you're in the process of firming up your lead magnet, correct? I I finished my lead magnet and I did it once on um, a Facebook post and ad and it did well. It was on honeymoon destinations, popular honeymoon destinations, and um, best time to go. And I'm going to send that out to um, bride leads as they come in. I think they're a good follow up. Like I know you're wondering where should you go. Let me share this with you. Right. So in addition to using your lead magnet to generate actual leads, you're also sharing it with the leads you already have because you're adding value to what you're already giving them, which is perfect. I want them to see the knowledge base. Love. And that's where you establish yourself as an expert, for sure. We talked about this, right? Fantastic. Love it. You're such a good student. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, you're a great coach. (laughs) Mentor. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So let me ask you this then, Vicki, for those uh, people who are wondering, what are some of the tools that you're using for this automation, whether it's software or otherwise? Vacation CRM. I mean, that's my bread and butter. I, I don't know where I would be without that. Travify, another, um, I, I don't I don't know what I would do without that too. It, it really stops me from having to mail documents and my clients love it, especially my young clients, which are m- mostly, you know, who I'm working with. Mm-hmm. And um, Calendly, that is amazing. You know, I'm sure you remember, you suggested that to me. And I remember saying, who's going to schedule a call with me? <laughs> and it's, it's my entire business now is on Calendly. Every day I'll get a lead and it'll say, you know, you have an event today. To me, it feels like you just got paid, <laughs> even though, because I know that once I get them on the phone, yes, I know that my passion for planning their honeymoon is going to bleed through and they're going to want to, they're going to want to book with me. Love that. Love that. Love that. I feel the same way too. That I book a call link is fantastic because once you get on the phone with someone, 
that is an opportunity for a deeper connection to be able to say, hey, what's going on? How are things? Let's talk about this, right? Yeah. I love that. I, and I do remember when I suggested using Calendly um, and you were like, this is not going to work, Nicole. What are I, you talking about? I did not. And what's really great is when brides do, they schedule it and it's almost always either a Zoom call or a conference call with the groom. And so now I'm able to um, relate to both of them, listen to how they interact, you know, sometimes not what they're saying, what they're not saying. Right. And, you know, I tell people when you're when you're having conversations with people, um, they'll tell you what they want to tell you. But you also have to listen, you know, between the lines for that. Um, but, you know, once you hear the ums and the but, you know that there is something underneath there that needs to come to light. Yes. Which you don't get in an email. Which you don't get in an email for sure. Love that. Okay. On that note, Vicki, this has been wonderful. Thank you for everything that you've shared here. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Always great to talk with you, Nicole. Always. Thank you, Vicki. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, hello, my friend. How are you, Danielle? I'm fine, Nicole. How are you this morning? I am good. And I know that you're joining us live here from Merida, Mexico. Yes. Lovely. So why don't you go ahead and tell the people uh, who you are and tell us about your business. My name is Danielle Lewis. Uh, The name of my business is Selfish Me Travel. I named my business Selfish Me Travel because traveling solo around the world for 40 plus years and growing up as an only child, I'm pretty selfish. I like to be pampered. I like to be spoiled. I design bespoke culinary which is food, wine, beer, and liquor, golf, and spa vacations for women traveling solo or in small groups. So I like the small intimate groups. I like to do, be able to do something to spoil women. I think we deserve to be, we're the caretakers of everything yeah. and we deserve to be spoiled and pampered. And so selfish me travel. Selfish me. And so now I don't even have to ask you what your niche is because you just sum that all up. absolutely love that okay so uh, i'm not sure if you said it i didn't hear it how long have you been in business i've been in business almost three years now okay officially officially almost officially of course you've come across most of us that have you know done this for years for family and friends and so i retired and i figured i'd you know run the world for about six months and then i'd devote myself to actually being a travel agent while while traveling. Right. Officially. Perfect. Okay. And so officially you started a few years ago and then two years into it, we fell into the middle of a world crisis. Yes. And so um, how have you been coping with that this past year? Well, I, it's been hard. Of course, it's been rough on all of us, not just the travel industry, but, you know, individuals period. But I took the time uh, as a retiree to, uh, at one point I was studying for my CTA certified travel associate from the travel Institute. Right. I needed a break. I had been following travel biz boss on Instagram, Corinne. Hey Corinne. And yes. yes, I, I noticed that, um, last July she was promoting that she was doing a, a client attraction challenge with three other fearsome women. <laughs> and so I decided to join and see what, what the whole, what the fuss was about. Right. And, and you know, that whole attraction challenge was Corinne, myself, Nikita. And Kate. Yes. Yes. I decided that, uh, what was that old saying? Um, you don't know what you don't know. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't know that I didn't have a clue. Okay. About <laughs> the things I needed to do. So you know, you, Nikita, Kate, and Corrine just brought it home to me. Everything that I, I had not done or I didn't even think about. Didn't, I didn't know that I didn't know. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that was amazing. And it started me on that path to getting all my systems in place, having a focus. Kate, with her niching down, I thought I had niched down, but she made me realize I had not niched down enough. Okay. And Nikita comes in and says, okay, pretty pictures 
are great, but you need to engage in social media. You need to start conversations. You need to go find conversations. You need yes. to go find your ideal. Okay. Um, and then you come in and say, uh, you can't rely on family and friends to hold up your business. <laughs> so you need to attract outside your family circle. Yes. What are you doing? You need it. You have a lead magnet. And once you get the, you know, people in the outsiders in your circle, now you have to welcome them and nurture them. Yeah. And then Corinne is like, okay, you finally got somebody to buy a package from you. Now what? You still have to get them excited about their upcoming trip. You need to, you know, be in their face and top of mind. So all four of you, I call you the fearsome foursome. Seriously. Love that. You just summed up the whole client attraction challenge in several beautiful statements. And I love that. Mm -hmm. And I really do enjoy working with those ladies and what you and other people who are loving this are basically confirming to us something we already knew that it has to be collaboration over competition. Yeah. Right. Because we're all in the same space. A lot of what we do overlaps and a lot of it doesn't. Right. But even if it did overlap a little bit more, we'd still be collaborating together. And I absolutely love that. So now that you've gone through the client attraction challenge and you're also a part of my list building kit tribe. So tell me moving forward, what is one thing, whether it's from that or the list building kit or maybe something else that you're implementing or changing in your business moving forward? Well, all of it. I mean, I've implemented all of it, which I'm grateful for. It was such an impactful week. The most important thing is that I did not know how I was to attract someone from the outside. Okay. Strangers. Like it's good to have strangers coming into your business. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's just like somebody walking on the street. If it was a brick and mortar yes. and saying, Oh, this travel agency just popped up here. Um, how did that happen? Yeah. I need to go in and see what's going on. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, that was great. Um, so you and Nikita just zeroed in and focused on a very weak point in anything that I had ever thought of in my own mind. So I definitely needed that. My social media has changed. I have changed focus. I am engaging. I'm asking questions. One of my is it my nurturing series? Letter number two actually talks about online. It's for looking travel agents are for booking. For booking. Yes. And that has had a major 80% open rate. Oh, okay. Wow. Love. Um, okay. Yes. That open rate makes me so happy. Yes, 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 yes. Wow. So, you know, all the other letters, I mean, emails were, you know, 40, 50%, but that one, that, Subject line just well, listen, grabbed everything. Don't discount the 40 and 50%. That's no, I'm not. <laughs> that is an amazing, amazing number. And also from what I understand is that you're starting to infuse a little bit more of yourself into yes. your social media and into yes. your marketing, correct? Let's tell me about yes. that. Um, well, being a retired nomad, living around the world, I- I've had some embarrassing moments. Any traveler... Yeah. Okay. I've had some embarrassing moments. And so I'm talking about my embarrassing moments. You know, there are times, you know, I don't have on makeup. And so that's on video as well. I'm talking about being a solo traveler and the basics of being a solo traveler. You know, people have never actually been to dinner by themselves, have never actually sat in a restaurant by themselves. That's a basic. That's a basic for me. In fact, I prefer it. You know, I <laughs> listen, I am, I am like you. I, I even prefer to go to the movies by myself. And I'm going to tell you if I'm on my way to the movie theater and I pass a friend and she says to me, Oh, you're going to the movie theater. Can I come? I'm going to say, no, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. But talking yeah. about that gives it life. Go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, it just, I think about all the things um, that my friends have asked me over the years. And again, you wanted me to write about them. I have a blog. I've had a blog for years, but listening to you, I have to stop listening to you because you keep coming up with ideas that just make me just go into them. So yes. (laughs) So the podcast. So now I'm really digging in to um, being a podcaster because I can tell a story better than I can write it Mm. any day. You know, I can bring over my pretty pictures because I'm a photographer at heart. 
and put it on my blog with the show notes and, you know, um, any other content that I need to do. But being a podcaster, I think I would be more successful. That's right. So you're in the process now of starting a podcast. Yes, yes. I took your mastermind class with Megan. And yes, you did. You did that podcast masterclass with Megan Chapa and myself. So yes. your podcast, which is going to come out soon. So will that podcast be featuring stories of your, your solo travel, your nomad travel life? Is that what you're planning? Yes, indeed. I had a logo made up and it was called Slow Traveling Soul Sister. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that is my hashtag. And that is what I'm going to use as um, the title for my podcast. So Slow Traveling Soul Sister. And the tagline is going to be Retired Nomad, Solo Traveling While Black. Love that. Listen, that title, say it again. Slow Traveling Soul Sister. That sounds like a, like a, like a muse. That sounds like a song. That sounds, (laughs) you know... (laughs) It sounds like the name of a song. Like I could really go into a chorus about that or a bridge. So traveling, so sister. I might make my own music. I used to be a singer as well. See, there you go. See, I'm giving you ideas again. Stop working, (laughs) (laughs) Deb. That's lovely. And listen, I know you and I really started to get, get to know each other, you know, a few months ago. And I have seen like different like different parts of Danielle. And I keep seeing all these little sides of you. And when we are on Clubhouse together and we dive deep into the different rooms and we're talking about whiskey and we're talking about travel and we're talking about yes. all of that, I love seeing this side of you. So I know that there are going to be people who are going to absolutely love your podcast and get to know you a little bit more. And I'm going to tell you, those are going to be a lot of strangers that you're going to now be adding to your lead magnet. Right. Right. Oh, and the, the, the point that you all drove home is to be real and personal. Yeah. And, you know, for 40 years, I worked as an information technology specialist. Right. So I have that persona of the professional, mm-hmm. you know, even as a travel agent advisor, when I'm talking on the phone, you have to be professional. Yes. But I think a podcast will allow me to be real, 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 you know, absolutely real, real. Yes. Good. And on that note, then what advice do you have for anyone, any travel advisor who's looking to really be real or to show up as themselves or to evolve to showing up as themselves? Right. Well, first you got to find that platform. I think that speaks to your heart. Right. So, you know, a lot of the push is to, you know, do Facebook live and videos and things Mm -hmm. like that, but you may not be comfortable and you may not ever be comfortable with that. Right. Find that platform that express that you'll be able to express yourself and be real, real. And I think I found that. I think Clubhouse and a podcast are just my real identity. And I that's where I can be real. That's when I'm when I feel like I'm just talking to you. Love that. Oh, you're giving me all sorts of like goosebumps right now. I love it. Love it. And, and that is that is really good advice because you're not going to be comfortable everywhere. You're not going to be comfortable on every platform. And, right. you know, many people don't want to show their faces. They don't want to be on video, but maybe they can speak or maybe they can write and they can, you know, write really great social media posts or emails or blogs. Right. Show up where you're comfortable. What I don't want to see is you not showing up at all. Right. 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 So, you know, I can preach all day long and say video is king. And while it still is king, I can tell you to go live and show up on video. And if you're still not comfortable with that, what's going to happen is you're going to be like, you know, go into your shell and you're right. not going to show up at all. Right. But you right. know, what you're saying is great. Is that find your platform? And if it's not right. video, maybe it's Clubhouse, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's your blog, maybe it's whatever yeah. you choose it to be. Create your own platform, but show up is what. Yes. Yes. Most important, show up. Show up. Okay. Awesome. On that note, that was fantastic, Danielle. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your business, a little bit about your life. All right. It's good to see you, my darling. Good to see you too, Nicole. Thank you so much for being an inspiration and impactful person in my life. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. And I appreciate you too, my friend. All right. Bye. Bye. Take care. 
Hey, Alex, how are you, my darling? Hi, Nicole. It's so good to be here. I'm doing well. How are you? I am good. I am good. So Alex, tell us about you and tell us about your agency. Uh, Well, I wasn't always in travel. I had an IT background for many years and I'm actually coming to the end of that career and looking forward to sort of reinventing myself with a new career. So about 18 months ago, I started Lux Itinerary. I'm the owner and managing director of a one-woman show working (laughs) under the host agency, Departure Lounge, most recently, actually. I just joined them. I was was working for Travel Edge uh, for 18 months and so my specialization is something that I feel is very important to me personally, which is um, something that's eco-friendly and about wellness. So if you visit my website, you'll see that I'm my messaging needs to be improved, but I do state I prefer to plan eco-friendly, sustainable wellness travel. That doesn't mean that I won't plan other types of travel, but that's the niche that I'm really going after. Okay, awesome. So I've heard you talk a lot about eco-friendly wellness travel. And I hear you talk about it, uh, not just on social media and in your emails, but also on Clubhouse. So can we go a little bit deeper and talk about exactly what that is? What does it mean to the average traveler or someone listening to this who's not entirely sure what that means? Yeah, that's an excellent question. So in terms of um, sustainable, eco-friendly travel, the idea is that there has been a problem with over-tourism for many years now, especially in certain parts of the world. And that over-tourism can, can cause damage to the environment, to the animal life, and also to the economy of the local culture. If if people are there to just sort of like, you know, take in what they, they take in for their own experience, but leaving nothing back when they leave. And so sustainable travel is more about, you know, um, finding those places that are interesting places to visit where they're not already suffering from over tourism, but where you can also give something back while you're there. It could be in a form of a volunteer experience. It could be in the form of, um, you know, spending your money in a way that benefits the local economy and keeps people employed. Um, it could be a, a visit to a place that has been built in such a way that they've used local resources um, mm. to build it, and it's in built in inobtrusively in that environment, so that it hasn't disturbed the wildlife, it hasn't disturbed the local people. Um, it's sort of like in harmony with nature. So that's oh, I well, love that. Yeah, yeah, and, I and, love that out. And they're becoming more, more and more popular. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. When did you first decide to? Uh, go into this type of niche? Is it something that you've always been interested in? Or did you say to yourself, you know, when I start Ecolux, I, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, I think that this has been a long time coming for me and it goes back to probably when I was seven years old, I was a city kid growing up in the Bronx in what they call the concrete jungle of New York city. Right. And uh, I had some cousins who lived in the suburbs of um, Hartford, Connecticut, who were members of a church that ran a summer camp in this beautiful lake environment with woods and, and dirt paths and, you know, boat docks. And I was sent to summer camp uh, with them for about five summers in a row. And that sense of of being in nature was so brand new to me. And I just fell in love with it as a kid. And I always felt in my heart that that's where I wanted to, to be. Um, wow. And I also loved the communal living of living with other people under the same roof. And we all, we all had our own jobs. We were all responsible for cleaning our own space and also respecting other people's space. And a lot of really good values were taught in that, you know, co-living communal living environment of summer camp. And that always stayed with me throughout my whole life. And I didn't experience that again until probably I was 30 or 31 years old when I started to visit what they call ashrams, which mm. are these places where that are you know usually nestled way in the woods. They're very nature oriented. And you go there to you know do yoga and meditate and take all kinds of workshops about spiritual development and personal development. And I really that really took off for me. Um, and I yeah. started doing a lot of that. And then I guess that just sort of built up over the years. I'm, I'm now uh, 54 years old. I started Lux Itinerary when I was, I guess, uh, just 52. And all of these things that I've just explained kind of culminated into like, this is my summer camp now, you know, like Mm. I'm getting close to retiring and I want the rest of my life to be more communal with other like-minded people who respect the environment, who love nature, 
um, who thrive in nature. And, uh, and so I wanted to, to do that for myself and also bring it to others who, who feel the same way. Oh, I love that. I could talk about this all day with you. I absolutely, (laughs) absolutely love that. That is very interesting. And I know, like you said, your business or your company is about 18 months old now. Yeah. And so, I mean, you started 18 months ago and then all of a sudden, what is it? You know, six months in. (laughs) (laughs) Just in time for a global pandemic. So let's, let's talk about that for a second. I mean, Obviously, without a doubt, you know, business have changed. It has changed for you. Mm-hmm. And you're now trying to do, you know, eco and wellness at a time when I believe it's even more important than ever. Right. Yeah. And I know you see that too, correct? I do. I have definitely seen an interest. Um, people have been climbing the walls and suffering from cabin cabin fever. Um, they've lost loved ones and they feel that they need to turn a new leaf this year and, and put all of this behind them. And I think wellness travel is, um, you know, definitely something that speaks to people because they're looking for a place that by design provides solitude, healing, uh, social distancing, and, and communing with nature, you know, and like, right. this is a, a heal, you know, these are healing spaces for people, um, regardless of, of whether or not there was a pandemic or not. But I think especially as a result of p- the pandemic, more people will be seeking wellness travel. Oh, I lo- and also more people will be seeking to heal the world or heal the earth. Yes. Right? yes. So love that. Okay. So tell me, Alex, what is one thing or maybe over the past 18 months since you started uh, your business or over the past year or however long it's been, it could be the past day, 24 hours. Uh What is one thing that you have realized over the past year or so that you're like, you know what, I really need to make a change, implement something new. Tell me one thing that you're changing in your business moving forward, knowing what you know now. Yeah. So um, the one thing I knew of many things that I needed to try to accomplish was to to form a community around eco wellness travel and and a community around my business. You know, I wanted to attract the ideal clients to me. And over the last uh, 18 months, I, and, and, you know, this isn't my full-time job, by the way, I do still hold a full-time job for the next three years until I retire. And that's challenging. So um, with the time I'm able to devote, I've been kind of um, struggling with, with galvanizing interest and galvanizing a following, whether it be on social media or in a Facebook group or even, you know, or elsewhere. I just have not really um, felt like I have the tools that I need or the platform that I need to form a community around this. It was only three weeks ago that I stumbled across a social media platform called Clubhouse. I did receive a few invites and I crossed my eyes and said, no way do I need to be on another social media platform. I'm already overwhelmed. I, think I may have offered you an invitation. Oh yeah. I was like, you give that invitation to somebody else. I'm never going to use it. I just, I, you know, I'm already overwhelmed with Facebook and, and Instagram, which I love for different reasons. But, um, you know, I did try to start a Facebook group and partly due to, to my own inaction, but also I felt like with Facebook and trying to to form a group there, there's a lot of upfront effort that needs to be loaded in before you can have a group. You know, you have to join other groups with where you, where you think your ideal client might might be um, right. hanging out. And then you have to kind of lurk in those groups for a little while quietly and try to see who are the most active people and understand the environment, and understand the environment and try to try to identify who are the most key players in the, in these groups. Right. And you don't, you won't, you won't know that right away. You have to kind of lurk for a while. And because the nature of Facebook groups is asynchronous, meaning the conversation isn't happening all at once at the same time, it's just kind of like coming in piecemeal and you visit a, a group and you say, Oh, somebody said something interesting three weeks ago, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but, th- but it wasn't now, I'm you know, knowing about this now. Yeah. I'm learning about this now. Yeah. And, and so there was just a lot, a, a lot of um, front loading of effort just to galvanize you know, just to figure out where they were, who they were, and then how to reach them. And so three weeks ago, I succumbed to, you know, someone who kept, you know, giving me an invite to Clubhouse. I got curious and I I jumped on. And within just a few hours, my mind was completely changed. I think that Clubhouse is a real game changer for any small business owner that wants to find and galvanize a group around a specific topic that they believe in, or that is a foundational value of their, their small business. 
Um, and it also turns out that, you know, my ideal clients are basically women over 40 who are educated and who might be going through a life change, like maybe they're um, reinventing themselves career-wise and, and pursuing their passions now that they've finished raising their families or they've, you know, been in the same career for 15, 20 years and they want to turn the leaf and start a new chapter. These yeah. women are on, on Clubhouse right now. And I don't have to search so hard for them because we're all like finding each other organically in these conversations that are synchronous. They're not asynchronous. They are happening right now. And so what I've been doing over the last three weeks is um, unbelievably, I have, I think I have almost a hundred members in my club right now, which I only created eight days ago. Um, (laughs) I I have one member in my Facebook club and I have almost a hundred people in my clubhouse club. So what does that tell you? There, there's no shortage of topics under the wellness um, travel or under sustainable travel. There's a lot of subtopics to be followed. And I can see where your niche and who you're speaking to, how Clubhouse can be a great platform to engage with the people who you're trying to engage with. Because like you said, they're women over 40 who are educated and are looking for conversation. You find that people who are interested in wellness and eco and, you know, and all these things that are part of your niche they are also into conversation. Right. Clubhouse is a great platform for that. I couldn't agree with you more, Nicole. But, but Alex, I, I want to point out, and for, from what I've gathered, from these conversations that you've, been ha- that you've been having on Clubhouse, you've had a couple conversations and Zoom calls because of this, correct? Absolutely. Um, I've, in fact, I had a Zoom call with uh, someone who is American who is currently living in Vietnam. For, for the last four years. And she just started her luxury travel business and she just wanted to talk shop. You know, she's new, I'm right. fairly new. And we talked shop together and uh, we gave each other some great ideas about how to attract clients. Um, but you, you've also had interest from people who want to do retreats. Yes. Uh, I had, I got a contact from a life coach. She's like an executive life coach. I can't remember which room I met her in. It was one of the earlier rooms that's run by um, a few really like savvy ladies who are over 50, who are life coaches, wellness coaches. And I spoke on that room and I mentioned that I was a luxury travel advisor who could help them run a retreat. And so she contacted me and said, oh, I'd love to talk to you. So we we spoke for about an hour on a Zoom call last week. Um And I basically laid it out for her that, you know, you're responsible for being the Pied Piper, so to speak, who's going to, who's going to attract the tribe who wants to take your program and you design your program. And I'm, I'm the logistics person who helps find the location, works with the, with the sales manager to make sure that you get the spaces that you need. Um, and, uh, and, and get all the payments collected and the airfare, uh, booked. And she was like, Oh my God, I didn't even think of all of those things. Of course, that somebody's got to do that for me. I could never do that. You know, like, yeah, that's why you need to work with a travel agent. Exactly. And, and she also was under the impression that, you know, she wanted part of her program to be uh, yoga classes and meditation classes. So she thought she would have to recruit a yoga teacher and or a meditation teacher to come with her on the retreat to be able to provide those kinds of experiences. And I said, there are many wellness and eco-friendly lodges that already have in-house yoga teachers and meditation teachers. That, that right. leverage. You don't have to think about building um, a team based on all the experiences that you want offered. The, the experiences are already there, you know? Right. Um, so you were able to add value to what they were expecting or not expecting. Exactly. Right? Not only Which add is- value, but clarify questions they didn't even, yeah. didn't even ask. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome, Alex. I think uh, when we last spoke, or it must have been via email, um, at that point, you had two Zoom calls. So it seems to me, in addition to that one, but you had other Zoom calls, correct? Uh, Since Clubhouse, I would say I have had three Zoom calls. Okay, awesome. And and I've only been a member for three weeks. (laughs) So one a week, and and we're talking about retreats here, right? So we're talking about multiple Exactly. And, Congratulations on that. Right. You can't put a price on it. And uh, and also I, I attend, uh, not every day, but a lot of days I've attended a, a regular clubhouse room that opens up at three o'clock for a brief meditation because I just love it. 
And uh, at the end of the meditation, we share about it. And he had mentioned once that he would like to, you know, eventually start going, you know, organizing meditation retreats. And I jumped right in there and I said, well, you know, look no further. And he said, oh my goodness, Alex, I can't wait to talk to you about this. When, when I'm ready to start organizing this, I'd like to organize something for 2022. And then there was another member of that meditation group that also does some kind of some kind of introspective work with clients, uh, some kind of coaching. And, and she said, Oh, this is a great idea. I'm going to want to talk to you as well. So I just think that, you know, people being in the same room at the same time for the same purpose yes. fosters that kind of community and galvanizes, you know, wanting to help each other. I, I'm finding that I'm not only meeting interesting men and women, I should say women and men, because it's more women that I've met than, than any, <laughs> but, but small business owners wanting to support small business owners yes. and, we're all in it for the same reason and we're all helping each other. And I, I, I'm just so excited that in only three weeks time, being on Clubhouse has been more fruitful than 18 months on Instagram and Facebook. And I'm not in any way discrediting the value of those platforms. I know that they definitely they have their uses. They absolutely do. But but this is something else. Yeah, for sure. I absolutely love that because Clubhouse lends itself to those types of conversations, but also to the fact that you can go into a meditation room and meditate and have conversations, you know, pre, during, post, whatever. Right. Um, I I like that because it goes to show that your ideal audience, you don't necessarily have to start a travel room or a room talking about travel to attract them or to have conversations with them. If you know what their interests are based on the type of travel that you know that they do, then you know that it could be gardening. It could be meditation. It could be skiing. It could be scuba diving the whole point or golfing, it doesn't matter. Um, The whole point is to find interest in Clubhouse um, where your ideal clients would hang out and go hang out in those rooms that you never know the types of uh, connections that you can make. So let me ask you this now, Alex, give me one advice uh, for anyone, any travel agent who's looking to start conversations on Clubhouse or use it as a platform to, um, you know, fill their funnel or to get people to book calls with them. Yeah. Um, so what I found was effective for me, and, and this wasn't my idea. I actually got the idea from another su- very supportive clubhouse room for uh, women over 50 who are starting businesses. Um, it, I would strongly recommend for a travel agent to create a club that is around their niche. And don't try to be catchy or or clever in the name of the club. Be very literal because the the name the, the search for literal. Yeah, the searches are, are going to land on the literal tags or you know what uh, keywords or key phrases that you use in the title of your club as well as in the description of your club. And I have found that when I search on different words and phrases in Clubhouse like wellness, wellness travel sustainability, eco-friendly, earth-friendly, and so on and so forth, my club comes up every time. Wow. Okay? And awesome. that, that's because I, I got good advice from someone else on how to name my club. I've seen some other clubs that have, you know, these kind of like catchy uh, or quirky, yeah. things, but you don't know what they're about, you know, right. and I'm not inclined. You get a lot of club invites, right? You get a lot of invitations to join clubs. And if I, I get several a day, yeah, several a day. And if, if you don't know what it's about right off offhand, if I don't know that I'm a part of that tribe, just from the title, I'm, I'm not likely to want to join it. So that's the advice I would give is to be, be practical and literal about the, the, the way that you entitle your club terms that you include in your personal profile, as well as your club's profile. And if you're able to grab that dot club domain that can be paired with the same name of your, of your clubhouse club, you can use that also as a place to post your schedule, your upcoming rooms. Hopefully one day clubhouse will add that feature in the app and we won't have to do that anymore. Right. But for now it's a good place to go find the schedule. And I also included a link there on that dot club website. If people want to chat with me, I have a Calendly link where I click, I created a specific event called chat with me about your clubhouse room idea or something. And it's for 15 minutes. And there's also a way for them to complete a form to pitch a a topic for an idea that they'd like to co-moderate a room with me. Love that. (laughs) It is a great lead generation tool as well, because Nikita Brown and I run a club actually on clubhouse called travel sales and marketing. And we own the domain 
clubhouse for traveladvisors.com. And so what happens is people go there and we're like, listen, there are resources there. You want to find out what our next club uh, clubhouse room is or getting more information, that's where they go. Oh, so wow. you have to find a way to, to be generating leads all the time for sure. Right. Oh, listen, on that note, Alex, on that note, this was wonderful. It was such a pleasure having you here. It was such a pleasure being here. Thank you for the invite. I, I was really honored when you asked me. Oh, and I am honored that you accepted. all right thank you Alex take care thank you Nicole hey friends I really hope you enjoyed these past couple episodes as much as I have now I would love to know though what are you doing differently in your business moving forward find me on Instagram at Nicole S. Barrett as well as at Hey Travelpreneur and let's continue the conversation there I would absolutely love to know and if you want to send me a DM with that message too that's fine. We can communicate there. But I hope you enjoy that. And if you would like to see more of these types of conversations, please let me know. I'd be happy to continue to bring them to you. And if you feel you have something to add to the conversation and you would love to be featured in an episode like this, send me a DM as well. You know where to find me on the socials. All right. I'll see you around, folks. Bye.